Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we're covering Season 10, Episode 21, The Devil and Dr. Phil, which originally aired on April 29th, 2003. Is this episode Oprah's fault? <laughs> we'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Sheck. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer, Ryan Sansone. Oh, Curtis, the, there's a real doctor tonight. I'm so excited. Also with us today is our huckster. It's Bradley Gergson. Hey, I'm a huckster? I never, why, thought why I, would be, I never thought I'd be a 1940s cartoon character. That's so cool. Why didn't you call him the devil? That seems like an easy move. Uh, well, I'm saving that. Oh, <laughs> For when the real devil shows up. There'll be plenty of opportunity to call me the devil. It's great. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I hopefully. We can only hope. Um, are you guys, like, just in general Dr. Phil fans before we even get into the episode? Is that something you guys like? Uh, no, I do not. I do not care for him. I don't think anybody is a Dr. Phil fan anymore. Is he even famous still? I like, Genuine question. He's, he's retired from a show. His show went off the air a couple years ago. I think most of the time it's people, women, I should say, between the ages of 50 and 78 are big fans. I can't believe he doesn't have a TikTok or something. That seems like the perfect venue for him. Like, you don't have to be accurate or right. You just kind of have to be weird and goofy. It's a huge, he would thrive there, wouldn't he? I Yeah, I agree. That's I tried to... I tried to like practice my Dr. Phil voice because I thought, oh, Let's maybe, hear it. Let's maybe hear I it. can get it good for the show. It's just, it's not good enough. And I don't want to like embarrass no, no. anybody. It's all right. We'll cut it if we have to. Let's hear it. All right. Welcome to the Dr. Phil show. My name is Dr. Phil McGraw. I am a psychiatrist and I give you advice. Is that his last name or are you? Yes. No, yes, Did, yes okay. it is. I thought you just leaned into the accent you were doing. No. You poo pooed it at the start, but one of your better accents. <laughs> I heard the McGraw. I didn't hear the Dr. Phil. I'm Dr. Philip McGraw. Oh, you know what? I did kind of hear it that time. Oh, I, almost, I, re- I really did practice this for like 20 minutes earlier. Today. Yeah, now, now we're getting back into Forrest Gumpy. Get a good run. Develop that guy. <laughs> if you were on the Dr. Phil show, and I was not actually Dr. Phil, the real Dr. Phil was there, what topic do you think you would go on the Dr. Phil show for? Um, You know, I don't know. I didn't watch Dr. Phil. I don't know what topics they covered. Any ridiculous, insane thing that you can think of. Here's what, here's something that happened to me today. Like when you're a parent, sometimes weird shit happens. My daughter is like two, two and a half. She's getting super into like imagination and stuff. So I pick up a box, right? And she she goes, dad, you've grabbed the cave. You've picked up the cave. And I, without even thinking about it, snap at her. I go, you can't pick up a cave. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about it for like six hours since. I don't know what that issue is, but I'm sure Dr. Phil could help me out with it. He probably couldn't. I don't even know if it's right. I don't know if you can pick up a cave or not. I like, I'm, I'm off the rails on this one. It sounds like your issue is your lack of creativity. No, do it, sorry, sorry, do it in your, do it in your Dr. Phil voice. It sounds like your issue is your lack now, of creativity. Now, now dial down the, the Tom Hanks in, in, a, in a movie. <laughs> it sounds like your issue is that you do not. No, you you dialed up any, Tom Hanks. Any <laughs> <We did>. creat- <laughs> it sounds like you do not have any creativity. And it's, no, it's not uh, a, no, it's, this, isn't a, this isn't a creativity issue at this point. I'm saying, like, can you pick up a cave? I don't know. If you're big enough, can you do that? Oh, this is your issue. Oh, yeah. It's not that I snapped at her. That, okay. I, that's, <laughs> fine with the response. She took it. She's gotten over it. This is, I've been dealing with this question now, this philosophical question for a long time. I don't think so. And I also don't think that's something Dr. Phil necessarily could help you with, but he could help you with your, uh, you know, illusions you have about most things. So there's that. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought you were going to say chronic masturbation. 
Um, no, but speaking of chronic masturbation, Curtis, why would you go on the Dr. Phil show? <laughs> Brad, your segues have gotten really good. Look Thank, out, you. Thank you. He's not good on the show, but he might be the new host. <laughs> well, I think my problem is that I'm a really rebellious, troubled teen, you know? Okay. Chronic masturbation still in play. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm just, uh, I, I, have, uh, I have a fear that uh, somebody's going to cash me outside. How about that? Oh. What? I'm okay, sorry, what? So you don't remember the cash me outside. How about that, girl? So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Catch me outside. How about that? Huh? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside? What does that mean? What I just said. I don't know what you guys are saying. Are you guys This is like the only Dr. Phil <laughs> yeah. meme that took off. Like there was yeah, yeah. there was this this like 16, 13 15, 13 oh, year old like rebellious teen who thought she was really cool or whatever. At one point he's talking to her and she just very casually says, Cash me outside, how about that? Yeah, cash me outside, how about that? Brad, that sounds like something you could translate. What what's she say? Like what's she talking about? She was trying to say, catch me outside. Is it like how to fight to that? fight yeah. Dr. Phil? Uh, an audience members that were giving her a hard time about don't they fight on dr phil isn't that one of those shows no oh i think you're thinking of jerry springer Springer, he dead are those different is he dead (laughs) so he is dead so i'm I'm learning so much instead she said cash me outside how about that yeah you don't have to slow it down i think i'm caught up i just thought that they fought inside cash (laughs) me anyway now so curtis i think you're you're worried that you're going to go on Dr. Phil because you keep telling people to cash you outside, but you're terrible at fighting and you need to stop that abusive behavior to yourself. Wait, wait. When you say abusive behavior to myself, are you talking again about the masturbation? Yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> Chronic masturbation, for the record. <laughs> Chronic. Or, or is the problem that you refer to yourself as a teenager when you're at least 20 years past that? <laughs> I, I like to think, you know, being a teenager is just... Uh, a state of mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a Dr. Phil thing. I think that's a Chris Hansen thing. <laughs> Please, have a seat. Okay. Why are you here? I'm here to see my little girl. I wanted to show her daddy's thing. Oh, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. I can't wait I till we get to the Frasier episode where he gets caught by Chris <laughs> Hansen. <laughs> we, should, we should have had spoiler that already. Alert. Spoiler alert. I didn't didn't watch the show. Was it your Chris Hansen any good? I have no idea. I mean, Chris Hansen just sounded like a white journalist, so it's not like... So uh, yeah, or, yay yeah. or nay. Just tell me. Curtis, was yeah. it a good impression or not? Because you two were both obsessed with that show. Uh, you know, Brad, I, have, I haven't heard Brad's impression. You I just, just did, did it. it. Are you oh, listening to the show? Then, then, then no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did not... I did not pick that up in any way, shape, or form as an impression of Chris Hansen. <laughs> okay. Uh... Uh, do you have a Dr. Phil you can ask Brad? Bradley, I want to know, what what would you come on Dr. Phil for? Brad, what are your issues? That way, that one was a little bit more, you might be a redneck, yes. Yeah, isn't that what he is? Isn't, <laughs> really. isn't he the, doesn't he fill in for the, the, the blue comic guys sometimes? <laughs> and Curtis, you somehow sounded Jewish when you did yours. Um, oh, do it again? I'm, I'm Tim McGraw. I don't hear it. Um, Terrible. It's Phil McGraw. Um, <laughs> Oh, I, thought that, I thought that was the joke. Tim McGraw is a country singer. Um, I wish I was clever enough to make that joke on purpose, but that was... What if Tim McGraw filled in for Phil once in a while? He just tapped in. He'd probably do a better job. <laughs> well, if I did go on the Phil McGraw show, Dr. 
Phil. Does he say a James Bondy like that? Is that how they did the intro? I am dealing with some some anger issues, and especially. Oh, you're going with the boring one. I have, we, with you, we could have so many good ones. When people call me the wrong name, when they refer to me as Brad and my name is Bradley, I just go absolutely crazy and I see green because my name is not Brad and people think it's funny to call me Bradley for absolutely no reason. Nope. I, people people do think joke. it's funny to call you Bradley. Messed up the whole joke. <laughs> Sorry about that at the end. No, you didn't. <laughs> now, Bradley, what? Or sorry, he he would call you Brad just to to get you mad because no, obviously wouldn't. we have to we have to deal with your anger issues, not the fact that or no, we have to deal with the fact that you're a crazy person for thinking Brad's not your name. Look, this is a this is a very layered reason to go with Doctor Phil. That's why it's a good one. Uh, there's lots of layers. I'm like an onion. You have to unpeel me. How many layers do you think there is, truthfully? But an onion or in Bradley? Kirsten? No. No. I was like, this is getting to a weird cooking show now. How many layers does it take to get to the center of an onion? <laughs> One, two, <laughs> a three. Chomp. Three. Okay, wait, you think he's? you would go on for your anger? My anger about people calling me the wrong name. And so when everyone in the audience starts saying Brad, like how quickly would you have people cash you outside? How about that? Uh, very quickly. You got to <laughs> say the whole thing right. It doesn't make sense. To you. I don't know the meme. I don't know cash. what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I don't talk in memes. I'm sorry. I'm not a Gen V or whatever these kids are calling themselves. Her, her right? original name was Danielle Brigoli, but now she goes by Bad Baby. I don't know what's happening. Are you still talking about Dr. Phil? We're talking about the Cash Me Outside. Are you saying, you're saying Bad Baby went on Dr. Phil, tried to fight the audience, now was on the internet. Correct. She's a rapper now. Oh, that's cool. Is, is her big song like Cash Me? Hi, bitch. Or is it How, is it how About That? It's Hi, bitch. <laughs> Maybe not a lyrical genius. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Hi, bitch, without the T, just B-I-C-H. Bish. She Love doesn't that. do T's? Is that her thing? <laughs> Catch me outside. Would you have ever imagined uh, that Dr. Phil would launch a rap career? I mean, it's not something I've thought about, but now it's like, okay, yeah. Should we, should we talk about this show? Yes, please. Uh, I've been Dr. dying Phil? to all day. We open with a shooting star over Seattle. Marty has been working nights and reading old joke books. Dr. Phil is coming to town and Frazier thinks the man owes him $200. Hey, Curtis. Mm-hmm. You're my shooting star. Boom, nailed it. What the, what the fuck is going on? You're telling me Marty worked up until what, <laughs> 26 <laughs> episodes left to go in the whole series? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. We never get close to mentioning that again. No. I assume he'd been retired for the whole series. I do remember from watching the show before that there was that he had a job or whatever but i didn't realize it just sort of peters out there's no real conclusion to it yeah he doesn't even actually get fired in this episode right no like we can assume he did but yeah it's alluded to at the end but you're right i i remember him having a job i don't remember it being this close to the end of the series and i recently i assume he has help because he's like feeble and shit (laughs) like why why is he working nights what the hell is going on uh my boyfriend did ask when we, we, we watched this episode together and he asked uh why would a man who needs a cane be a security guard and i said i think in this case he's a glorified receptionist correct yeah i would agree with you on that it's one. still confusing also you know when he's 
talking to Fraser in the scene, the book of one-liners, can you please buy me a book of one-liners? It would make me so much funnier. From 1956? Well, I mean, most of my jokes are from 1954, so it fits in. Yeah, <laughs> really freshen up your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we really need to get you the, the book of logistics from 1956. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. He makes a joke about Buffalo Nichols and then says the book is from 1956. It's like, are Buffalo Nichols that recent? And they are not. They stopped being printed in 1938. <laughs> that joke was already 20 years dated by the time. It's like it's like us making Sacagawea jokes. Not the person, the coin. Yeah. Let's make me edit out any Sacagawea references on this show. When Marty tells the first joke from that book, he does this huge laugh. And I was so annoyed because he's like laughing at himself. Then you find out it's from like a 1956 joke book. And it's, it almost made me more mad. Why are you so tickled by this terrible joke? I thought the joke was kind of funny and i was i was surprised that it was from a joke book yeah it sounds right well i do <laughs> I, I i just enjoyed how much joy marty got out of it which i'm sure ryan drove you crazy but marty got I so did. much joy out of it thankfully this is an episode about him suffering but other than that yeah this is his uh, his most happy scene. I mean, first off, this whole thing with Marty ends up being like the C-plot in the whole show. So Yeah, it almost doesn't become relevant. And also, I mean, this is now the second or third episode in a row that have 48,000 scenes in it. Yeah, this one was annoying. I was going to comment on that at the end of this episode. I feel like we've, we've had a run, an absolute tear of like eight or nine scene yes. episodes. Like, I feel like most of season 11 yeah, was five like six. four scenes. Yeah, four and or five. Yeah. like a long one was like seven, and now it's like consistently like lots of little scenes. Well, you're, are you, I assume you guys are counting the like montage of him at work as one. That's scene. all one scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah. still it's still like forty scenes. It's so exhausting. But Fraser actually says at the end of the scene that Doctor Phil is an excellent therapist, which I was shocked to hear he would give praise to anyone else. Okay, well, this and- annoyed the shit out of me. Really? Yes, because he's not a good therapist. I think that's more your personal opinion. How about that? How about that? A lot of resentment over this $200, which, I mean, this this again tracks with Fraser being, I think, broke. I don't think he has a lot of money. No, I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. He does have a lot of money. I think it has to do with, A, he We haven't be, seen and, it. We've yet to see him stunting on anyone. And B, I think he, does, he just never likes to be wrong. He can't be proven wrong on anything. He has to be right. Well, what was the issue? Was that he just said he owes him 200 and that... Dr. Phil pretended to be drunk? Like No, something with a... Uh, it was a weird poker reference about having a one-eyed jack, but I didn't even understand it, and I'm a poker player. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Curtis, you don't play poker. You must have got it. I have no clue what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I play poker, and I did not understand the joke. I, I don't think it actually was a joke. Did they just bet on how many eyes were on the jacks, or even one of the specific jacks? Because that would be well, really... Really weird. His, his comment was the one eye Jack is implied that the other eye's there. And I was like, what what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's an old maybe that's like a nineteen fifties card game. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the whole episode is basically in the fifties with that joke book, so you might be right. <laughs> there is a there is a game called One Eyed Jack. It's not poker though no it's not a poker game it's also it's got other names it's also called jack foolery and uh, everyone's favorite jack off no comment Roz is excited at the prospect of meeting a daytime celebrity and niles and daphne admire an elderly couple yeah i mean nerversa nerversa for the win we we, we love a nerversa blah, blah blah we're just not good talkers today i'll, I'll restart no curtis can't read you can't talk I, and i'm doing fine Nervosa, Nervosa, Nervosa. Yes, turn it up. You're gonna have a nervosa breakdown. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, rever- the reversal for <laughs> the coffee shop for the win. No, you have to say it. We're not moving past it till you can say okay. it. Face your fears, Dr. Phil style or whatever. Norvos Norvo This is amazing. You've got the yips. Nervosa for the win. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. First try. Um but you're close enough. So in, so in your head. Yeah, I know. They, uh, <laughs> we, we love a good coffee shop sighting. And I just realized I'm gonna have to say it again because the coffee shop comes back in this episode. Um but uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, um but yeah i mean i love a good coffee shop scene and it's very clear in this episode especially because it makes curtis mad in the scene people love dr phil and we all just have to accept that yeah it's true i loved roz being patronizing at the front of this scene oh it's great it's great daphne told me all about dr phil i oh. can't believe you know him oh. do you think you could get me in backstage roz i really hadn't planned on seeing him oh Jealous, huh? No, it's okay. I understand. I'm most certainly not jealous. The man happens to owe me $200. Right. She does it so well. It's like, I don't know. I don't think we've really seen it yet. And this was this was a nice, this is probably my favorite line of hers. Yeah. No, I think that line was very funny. It's almost like she's not in front of it, but she is. But yeah. it's just, it's, it's so throwaway. She's almost like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, you're just jealous, huh? A really strong punch at him. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, I, I also liked her Dr. Phil impression. You know who could help you with your jealousy? Dr. Phil. Uh, He'd be like, so your jealousy of me has taken over your life. How's that working for you? We see Daphne's mom, right? Yeah, and she 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 gives Fraser two coffees for some and, reason. And, charge, and charges him for both. She says she couldn't remember what he ordered, so she just made the coffee two ways. And when he picked the one he wanted to keep, she's like, you're still paying for both. Yeah, which I love that. You know what, gang? Some upside down sleuthing. Maybe this is how she kept her job all the way through the season. This incredible upcharge, and people don't want to deal with her because she's such a pain. But she just keeps giving people double coffees. No, no. I think this is one of those uh, those tricks where she charges him for two coffees, but she only actually registers one of the coffees and just pockets the difference. Would love to buy buy in on that, except, I mean, she has to flee the country if she gets kicked out of the apartment. So I'm not buying it. If she was constantly conning Frazier because she's smarter than him, which I do believe, she would have been <laughs> fine. She wouldn't have had to leave. Daphne and Niles have been from afar admiring this like old couple and think of them as like old Daphne and old Niles and imagine what they're going to be like when they're that age. And I love when they point out uh, old Fraser, which is just a weird old man in the corner knitting. No, you know what the, so, you know what the saddest part about that is? When I looked at the guy, I thought that could be me. Uh, why, why do you think you have the coordination to knit? I oh, I'm so good at knitting. I'm so good at knitting. <laughs> no, you're. <laughs> oh, I'm so good at knitting. I'm going to knit you a hat. Please do. I can't but, wait to see this. And thing. I, I will knit your future baby a. Uh, no, you will. No, you a, will not. A little hat with her you name. You can try. It. You take your shot at that. There's absolutely no chance that's happening. Bradlina, Sa- Bradlina Sansone. Yeah the the old guy was great. Uh, he ends up being a firecracker, though. He's he's really the first person to tell Frazier what it is. Oh, Niles, I just remembered. I've Shut got... up! <laughs> Excuse me? Shut up! We're trying to knit! Oh my gosh. It's the best thing, because not only is it a man to, uh, like putting Frazier in his place, but it's an acknowledgement that they're constantly having loud conversations in this public place, 
and everybody <laughs> always just kind of tolerates it. Yep. And this guy is like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like we're, this is, this is a community space. You are not allowed to just yell across the room. <laughs> and he was in the right. Yeah. Even better. Totally. It would have been fine if he was in the wrong yelling at Frazier. Frazier deserves it, but he also was in the right. I mean, there's not that many, there's not that many times where he, Frazier actually is in the right. So it's not shocking in any way. It's just Frazier yeah. being Frazier. Frazier yeah, but it's also Frazier. rare that it's also rare that the guy knitting in the corner at the coffee shop is going to be right when he has an outburst. Well, oh, that guy's a lunatic. That's like, make yeah. no mistake. Absolute again, maniac. Again, maniac what you guys say about me. That's what you say about me. So it yes, works and out. we we stand by it. I assume you're not allowed in your local coffee shops. You're a very loud person. It's 2023. There's no such thing as lo- local coffee shops. They're called Starbucks. I assume you're not allowed in any Starbucks nationwide. Uh, and just for that, Curtis, I'm also going to knit you a scarf for Christmas. Suck it, Kurt. <laughs> um, you pronounce Christmas about as well as you pronounce nervosa. Christmas. Uh, is how that's, I said it. that's fine. He's Jewish. He doesn't celebrate good holidays. <laughs> True. But, but mm. th- there's no excuse. <laughs> I regret agreeing with the way you phrased that. <laughs> I thought you were going to stop that. He doesn't celebrate Christian holidays, but you put a different spin on it. Uh, Brad will acknowledge. Uh, he texted us a week ago. His holidays are all horrible. Well, in my defense, I was fasting. So, Roz and Frage meet Dr. Phil, who invites Frazier to email. BB shows up as his agent, making Fraser jealous since he previously fired her. Ladies and gentlemen, the arrival of Dr. Philip McGraw. I absolutely hated this scene. I could care less about Dr. Phil being in or out on the show. So Fraser starts out pathetic. That's great. I, I like that he immediately like gives in. Ross having no Phil chill, I did not love. That didn't fit in character at all. Yeah. 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 Her as a fangirl doesn't really work. Uh, yeah, it was weird. I get like maybe if she was trying to work for him, but that didn't. I didn't really get that vibe. No, she was just, a fan, just a fangirl. Hated it. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, I feel like somebody like like Daphne would have been better suited to this because I feel like she's at home a lot more during the day than than Roz would be. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. You could have literally stuck anyone else in here, and it would have made more sense to me. Uh, by the way, I so we we get the return of BB. Uh, his, okay, so his well, let, let, let me handle this for a second because okay. I, for us, this was I think our second time seeing her. Correct, maybe, I believe so. Maybe third, yeah. She's distinctive enough where it's like, oh, I do remember this like sinister lady, but yeah. this is so weird. Like, what a weird. Uh, we'll get to it throughout the episode, but man, we we learned she's fired, and I'm like in my head, it's like I think she was at, I think she was working for him at the end of the season, but. That doesn't or at the end of the series, but that doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, spoiler alert, but now you know yeah. why. Man, what a what a bizarre run for her. In our last episode of this podcast, uh, we were discussing who the devil in this episode would be, and I did not remember this episode at all. I threw out randomly, maybe the devil is BB, and I'm I'm very proud to have gotten that right. Glad on you. There's no way us in the Upside Down could have done that. There's We have no expectation of seeing her for at least three seasons now. Nobody nobody clocked that I said it because I don't think you remembered who that was. I think you just moved past it's, Yeah, it, it, Yeah. Like, if you say BB, it, no one put, would pop in my head. Her, like, she's a very distinct look. That's the only thing that helped. And the voice. The voice is very distinct. We didn't get... You have to remember, though. We only got, like, two sentences of her. Oh, correct. 
Correct. You're right. You get a lot more than that this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll remember her three seasons from now when we see her again. Can we just recount some of her lines in the scene? Because they're oh, it's great. It's great. Of Doctor Phil, she says he's a cowboy wrapped in a genius, wrapped in a dream. Wrapped in another cowboy. Yeah. I thought it, I thought that fit well. I thought that was yeah. a, a really weirdly accurate description of Dr. Phil. She also looked- calls uh, donkey basketball yes. the symphony of Texas. We met about a year ago at a charity donkey basketball game. Donkey basketball. Texas, darling. It's like the symphony to them. Yes, I would love to. <laughs> have you guys ever seen donkey basketball? I would love to play it. I actually what is it? That, that's a sport. I assume you play basketball while you're riding on donkeys. Oh, you don't know what it is. Okay, <laughs> you should not. You should never say you want to play something when you don't know exactly what it is. Well, I think I'd be very good at it. Is my point? It might be like a game where you play regular basketball, but if you lose, you get you know kicked in the head or some crap. Joe would be good at it because because I'm stronger than a donkey. Oh so. my god, it is exactly what you described. Yeah, that's so smart. <laughs> oh my god, we have to take a pause. I have to watch this for 15 minutes. Oh my god, it's 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 in a basketball court. <laughs> like in like in like like inside. Brad, oh my god, we're getting so into this. In this scene, I couldn't quite tell from the weird interaction who had fired who. So I was excited to see that going forward. They yeah. they both came off super weird in this one yeah and weirdly sexual for no reason this part well i mean we might get into it later but there is yeah. some very confusing elements to this yeah. episode's plot there's some confusing chemistry with these guys too like that is definitely going to be a theme throughout this episode frazier is lamenting his choice to leave bb but marty isn't listening because the scare ball is out bb shows up to seduce frage back inviting him to her hotel uh, only what's oh, what he can't have love zombie marty yeah big fan <laughs> I, if we could just have i wish he didn't get fired at the end of this episode probably because i would we could have used this the rest of the series yeah zombie marty was was classic zombie marty with ronnie would have been great yeah all right so i uh, i worked third shift oh that's yes, right i will admit you have a weird relationship with the sun we didn't call it the big scare ball but like you do <laughs> have to like really reconcile some things did the sunlight make you dizzy like him no but but when you go to bed at like noon and the sun is out, it's like 80 degrees. It's the worst <laughs> fucking feeling in the world. Like I had super black at like my, you couldn't see a drop of light in my bedroom, but oh, it is just horrible. Yeah. I remember those curtains. You had, you had very thick blackout curtains. Oh, and we had, I had uh, like garbage bags taped to my windows. Like no joke. I'm sure I looked like I had conspiracy theories running out of the apartment. <laughs> but... well, and, then, and then you were living with a large Ukrainian man. So it all kind of, of, uh, yeah, it fit with our it fit with our aesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> good thing it was 2012 and not 2022. Much better. Just to discuss this scene, I almost want to jump ahead to the end where we we kind of learn that BB sets all of this in motion to try to win Fraser back. All of this episode is her trying to manipulate him into taking her back, and it doesn't seem like she's that keen on sleeping with him because she never does. And it doesn't come up. But in this scene, he seems eager oh, to take her back. And she, instead of just like taking him as a client, which she could have done, she insists on continuing the plot of this episode. Like what 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 was the point of all that? She does refer to Frasier as a siren, which is an interesting way to describe him. Well, yeah, because in this scene, she's pretending like she doesn't want him back. Like she's yeah. scared to take him back. But why? It's a negotiation tactic. What do you mean? She ends up winning the 5%. <laughs> 
It works. Yeah, what do you mean, it all why? works out. Yeah. I think she would have got that in, in this scene. Probably, but she didn't ask for it. Like she, <laughs> she was she was making sure she locked it in before she made her push. Before she made her Frasierian push. You know what it is? She she, she's such a plotter. She's such a schemer. She probably had all these plans. She knew she knew walking into that apartment, he was gonna resist her. And when he didn't. She was like, well, I've already set up all these other ideas. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to not do my plan. I've got a caper going. I can't just abandon it. <laughs> Does sound like something that would happen to you. Can we start referring to, uh, like, big bowel movements as a Frasierian push? Because I do think that would fit. <laughs> Immediately what I thought of when she said that. <laughs> I did not. I don't like BB. I She's doing way too much with her hands in every scene. I just, I can't, like, process it. It doesn't work for me. You think the character is somebody you wouldn't like, or you don't like this character being on the show? You find her off-putting as a presence. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I think I wouldn't like to see her in real life. Uh, I think I I like that she's plaguing the cast of the show because they're all terrible. But yeah, like her hands are too like witchy and twitchy. I don't like it. Yeah, she's 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 got a flair for the dramatics for sure. That's fine because actually, I I do think it works out in the later scene. Like it pays off her weird hand motions, but like it's so unnatural to me. Most of the things she's doing, like it's hard to watch. Yeah, most most humans just don't act like that. Yeah. It, to be clear, canonically, it is not established whether or not she's truly a human. She might be true. the devil. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That they yeah. did kind of allude to that, didn't they? I don't think it was the first. I think I'm pretty sure the last time we did see her in season eleven, she also there were also references to her being sort of evil and Correct. and possibly a demon. That's fun. My pitch was to plague them with uh, Ted Danson from The Good Place, but it turns out that they already did that. Uh, you yeah. know what? I see to you again, writers of Frasier. I see to you again. Frasier and Niles discuss Frasier's previous sexual encounter with BB over coffee. Daphne shows up just in time to see the cute older couple is really just an old man cheating on his wife. All right, we are back at... Here we go. Psych we yourself are, up. We are back at Nervosa. Oh. Hey, what shot? I get one more. I get one more attempt because we go back later in the show. <laughs> so that's that's big news. I think that he slept with BB. Yeah, it is pretty big news. Oh, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. I I yelled. At, I I did. I was mad at Niles for spoiling that for me. Again, only you. Oh, no I wouldn't, one else I wouldn't have predicted it from this episode. It was really, no. Like yeah. in any scene, at first you'd be like, "There's no way he ever would," and by the end, you're like, "Yeah, clearly it wouldn't have worked out." So well, this is really he, strange. He usually comments on his prior sexual experiences with women, even though there's not many so far. Uh, so usually he brings it up. But but you know what? We took a long time to uncover that Roz had slept with them, even though she's like a main character in the show. So That's true. Uh, it makes you wonder, is because so many of these random women who show up, he's slept with either recently or in the past. I, have we met a woman that we know for sure he hasn't slept with? The only ones I can think of are Daphne and Daphne's mom. And I Spoiler think that alert. there's potential, well, that we, that we know of. Oh, yeah. I'm saying like, like, I think he slept with both of them. Can we please, can we please all get shirts that say thirst for crane on them? That, <laughs> is that where they do the weird cheers? I almost feel sorry for her. <laughs> Just another helpless woman suffering from an unslakable thirst for, for crane. crane. <laughs> Are we going to see that again? Don't answer it. But like, if that feels like a lived-in thing that they do all the time, <laughs> yeah, that's that's like the catchphrase of the show. Yeah, it's like, like every- I'm listening, and 
first for Greg. I do. I do think it was a fun twist that the uh, the old couple is just a man cheating on his wife. What else could that have been? The only other thing was like, oh, they're related or something stupid. Like, there's you can't just have old people in love and in a comedy show and nothing pay off. I thought it was gonna be a lot darker. Go on. Mm. I thought one was just gonna die. Jesus. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Why would that weigh on Niles and Daphne? Like, you know, at one point someone's gonna die. How's that a problem? Well, because I don't know. They worry about age and not old. As we found out, so uh, so maybe he was worried he would die. So I thought because they saw the old couple as a reflection of themselves in the future, I kind of thought it wasn't going to be that they're not a real couple and he's married. I thought it was going to be more like they would learn something about them that's terrible. They did. That's exactly what happened. Well, no, but they they found out something bad about him, not about her. Like I thought it was going to be like it turns out they were a, a Nazi or something. Way too much Nazi talk. Way too much Nazi talk on the show. On a, on our show, not the Fraser. Not Fraser. Sadly, you were right. <laughs> they barely brought up. They they talked about. I don't think. Time. I honestly don't think Nazis were ever going to come up on our show until Brad sided with them, and now it's all I can think about. It is. Yeah, it's your fault, Brad. You shouldn't be a Nazi sympathizer and then get mad when we mention Nazis. No comment. We get our first title card. If at Faust you don't succeed. Frazier is ready to both sleep with Bibi and take her back as his agent, but is scared off by red lights, Gregorian chants, and a foggy bedroom, making her seem like the devil. The worst part about doing this podcast is that the first thing I thought about the scene, I was like, Brad's going to love this hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately for you, that would be the second thing I love the scene. The first thing, obviously, was the Gregorian chants. I mean, that really spoke to me, but the hotel was so sweet with the windows. Oh, you don't see a good hotel with windows anymore. Oh, it was so great. It was so great. Oh. I watched this episode twice. I did not quite catch either time why there were red blinking lights. What was causing that? I, th- I thought he, I mean, I definitely did not watch it twice. I think he said there was a lacrosse tournament. No, <laughs> no, it was a, it was the tournament for the chant club thing. That's what it was. I cleared nothing up. There's no chant club. What do you mean? The chant club. He said there was some kind of a choir competition. There was a choir competition. He refers to it as madrigal madness. Yeah. yeah. Which is why there's the chanting. How is the chant club? What's madrigal also? I only know that that from Encanto. I'm I'm Googling it. And if there's people on donkeys, I'm going to be so thrilled. Madrigals is just like a name for like a a type of choir, I think. Yes. Why are you saying chant then? What do you mean? Choirs don't chant. It's not chant, but but they were doing. They They were doing Gregorian chanting. Yeah, they were singing like really old, old like religious music. That's what Vitaly used to sing to you, Gregorian chants. There's no way that Vitaly sung to me old Christian music. That would be super weird. (laughs) Whatever. Going back to the hotel scene. He is so easy manipulated, not just by her, but by anybody. He's so e- he's so easy manipulated. Well, okay, I, I want to actually jump back to the beginning of the scene because before she lets him in her hotel, she calls out his name, and when he walks through the door, he says to her, "How did you know it was me?" Yeah. And <laughs> like, first of all. She invited you over. You were expected. Second of all, you can see on the set, there is a people on the hotel door. Like, what What exactly was the mystery, Frazier? Like, what is wrong with you? And this scene is just so weird. Uh, like, I commented earlier, but I didn't like her, her hand motions. It did kind of work in this scene, though, because she really gives off this, like, Disney villain. 
Bef- yeah. even before all even before all the chanting you're just like oh okay i kind of see where we're going and then they set yeah, up that she whole should weirdness have for sure yeah 100 percent. and then when the lights start going and i guess gregorian chanting happens as you do in the madrigals then it, it clear like it became very clear what they were doing and it did end up being tons of fun which i didn't expect at the start of the scene at all you know i was thinking i was thinking about uh the the version of this in the last episode where it's like the old man teaching niles how to walk and reading bedtime stories to fraser and how much hyken didn't like that and thought it was stupid as fuck and i feel like we can get a kick out of this but i think if this was the first episode you ever watched the show you would absolutely think that was the the whole she's the devil bit would have been like, this is so contrived and stupid. I don't know, because it, it's so weird. It, this would be one of those, It's it already for me is a little bit of this, but it would really reset your expectations on what you thought Frasier was. <laughs> yes. Like, it makes some smart people references and stuff, like what you're kind of expecting, but then, man, they're they're taking a weird swing. I don't even know if it's a big swing, but it's a fucking weird one. Yeah. That that if, if you're, I really wish we would have had someone who's never seen it before. I would have loved for them to be commenting on what this scene did for them. Uh, I, I One last detail I noticed, which wasn't really hidden, it was pretty obvious, but uh, when he opens the door Love to it. run out of the apartment... Uh, the room number is 666. So that kind of made me mad because he knocked on the door to get in. You don't think he noticed it all the way into the hotel? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I mean that, that number exists probably in some hotels, I assume. I don't know if that's true or not. but I actually don't think it does because it does that not, would be I the sixth. Presumably that would be the 66th room on the sixth floor. That seems like a very, very big hotel. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't, Maybe I don't she's know. staying at a hotel that only has like novelty uh, numbers. Like that's room 666. Next door is room uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, room 777, 66999. Hey, you're pissed if you can get 777 and you get 666. Yeah, right. You do, you do not want to stay in room 69. It is not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so you think this is a one floor motel with just super fun room names? <laughs> Adds up. Love it. Marty is killing time at work. Some real creative stuff. I want that job. No, you don't. (laughs) Welcome to the most unnecessary scene ever. You're talking about the whole, the four scenes together, right? Sure, yeah. It could have been a throwaway joke. We didn't have to watch this happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Completely disagree. disagree. The the first scene, when he starts doing the bongos, that's how it feels like it's going to go. And then we get the three more time things and it's actually very, I, I like this scene a can lot. I just, yeah. Can I just run through the things he does in the course of this evening? Please yeah, do. I think, that's, I think that's your job. Yeah. What do you get paid for? Uh, <laughs> those checks have been lost in the mail. <laughs> you sound like a classic third shifter. He drums his hands on the desk. Then he shreds no, no, his... He, bong- he bongos the desks. Don't be disrespectful. I'm sorry, he bongos the desk. He is shredding some paper and then decides to shred his clip-on tie. <laughs> He, this is my favorite one. He lassos a chair like he's a cowboy. <laughs> he does the thing that they do in TV shows that I'm very curious if it works in real he life. He does the very thing much that we've, we've all wanted to do in our lives. Yes. He gets in a wheelie chair and he uses a fire extinguisher to get thrown back. And then finally, he uh, sets popcorn on fire somehow. I didn't really understand <laughs> what, how that happened, but he sets popcorn on fire. And that's when his boss catches up. I can help you out there. This this machine definitely had a popcorn button, but he's old. He predates both the popcorn button and even the microwave. So he just put in what he thought was best. 
he's delirious because this is end of shift on third shifts. He probably typed in like 10 minutes instead of a normal number. And, you know, fire ensues at some point. It would, it would smoke more. That's the only thing that's unrealistic with the scene. Like, you would think there's a fire way before there's a real fire. I, yeah. do, appre- I do appreciate you defending third shifters so much. You, bro, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> you get into some super weird arguments. You think some super weird thoughts when you're in the middle of like when it's like six a.m. and your shift's not even close to over. It, you've got <laughs> you've got things going on, on in your head. All right. Fair enough, Captain Jack. You're the expert. Actually, you do that. You do that for a couple months on end. You're crazy. It's a couple fine. months. You did it for like two years, didn't you? Yeah, that's, this yeah. is a totally defensible scene. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and Brad, uh, to your point earlier about yeah. not like. Not liking this, not liking this scene. Yes, it has nothing to do with the plot of the episode, but it is the only scene worth watching. Like it's the only good scene in the episode. I mean, sure, we'll do our ratings later. I love this. I thought this was delightful and fun, and it, uh, I I could watch a whole episode of this. Yeah, I it would have kind of been fun if this was just a tangent episode and none of the main cast was in it. That would have been kind of fun. Just watch his weird third shift shenanigans. You'd have to have someone else on shift though. But other than that, I could I could have done it. And sometimes shows will like divert from their regular formula and they'll just do something sort of weird and, and, yes. and different. It would have been fun if this whole 22 minute episode was all pure Marty alone in, in his security outfit and just watching slowly go insane like that fly episode of uh, Breaking Bad. Watching a very old guy get fired from a job he shouldn't have. Yeah, that would I would have loved to do 22 minutes of that. <laughs> <laughs> At the coffee shop, BB demands 15% after already firing Frazier's actual agent. Frazier is excited by this. Yeah, we're back in Nervasa. Nope, they messed that one up. We're I back. that was on purpose. No, I was trying to just do it quick and get it over with, because uh, it really has been making me nervous tonight. It's, it's um, Nervasa. Every is woman it? you've ever been with has heard that. Um, we, are, we are back at Nervosa. <laughs> and yeah, just rocking and rolling. Nervosa. Nervosa. Cafe Nervasa. All right, well, what were we rocking and rolling doing? Three coffee shop appearances in one episode. This has to be a record for us. I guess. Honestly, that's not that's not even certain. Like, I don't know. This show well, loves that place. It might be their really favorite do. place to set a scene. It's got to be that or Frazier's apartment. But uh... I, So this is why I think the gambit she sticks with pays off. Like, you said she should have pulled the trigger earlier when she was in Nervasa. But I, she ends up getting the extra money here. And not only that, he's like so thrilled. He's defending it to Roz. Clearly, he's not only just in, he's all in. Well, he's defending it because he's an idiot and is terrible at business. Yes, obviously. Like, this is what I don't really get. So he was on board the minute he saw her. He was on board in his apartment. I think he would have had buyer's remorse if she would have pulled the trigger earlier. But what is it? What is it about the hotel scene where he thinks she's the literal devil and he runs away screaming? What about that made him more like double down on being excited? Because if Niles or Roz questions him and his answer is, I think she might be the actual devil incarnate. Like, I can't, you can't say that to a human. You can't be like, that's the reason I'm just giving in to whatever she says. And you also can't say that's the reason you're going with her. So you're saying that he won't say it, but the truth is he is not excited. He's scared? No, he's got the devil bargaining for him. That's a great thing. That's a great agent to have. But he can't tell people that. Okay. Yeah, he, 
Yeah, I, I get what Ryan's saying in a roundabout way, that he sees the good, the potentially good things that she can do for him, not the fact that she's a terrible person. Again, if your agent was the literal devil, that's a very useful person on your side. You just can't tell people that they're the devil because that makes you sound crazy as fuck. I feel like there must have been a, an era, a simpler time, where if you claim to be the devil, people would genuinely freak out and like think you are the devil or possessed or something. And now we still don't want anything to do with you but it's because we think you're crazy, not because we actually believe you. (laughs) Over a game of cards, Dr. Phil and BB discuss how she pretended to be his agent to lure Fraser back. I was a little surprised we saw Dr. Phil again. I thought he maybe would have shown up for the the scrambled eggs bit, but we got him in a speaking role again. Yeah, he's kind of the bad guy of the show. You mean every show he's been in? Yeah. I, I thought in his first scene, his acting was pretty subpar, which, I mean, he's not an actor, so that's fine. But um, I actually think that this scene lends some credence to that bad acting because... He was actually like Dr. Phil having to act with Fraser. Like he, sure. he was playing pretend in that <laughs> scene. So like it makes more sense that he was not good at it. Are you giving kudos to the writers or Dr. Phil playing Dr. Phil? <laughs> yeah, I'm giving kudos to the writers for knowing that Dr. Phil would be a bad actor in this cameo. And so they created an in-universe explanation for why that would be. <laughs> The writers strike again. No, please, no. They just ended it. Did they really? Yeah, they did. When this airs, it'll obviously be a little bit, but I, I did not. I did not see that. Th- this is the scene where it all is revealed. We realize that BB is not, in fact, his agent. She's just really good at poker and swindled him out of some cash. She hustled him for. There's another weird poker line where she's like, "You should have bet with cash." What were they betting with? He no. He explained that. Maybe next time you gamble with BB. You'll pay your debts with cash. See, the problem is my wife looks at the bank statements, and if she knew I was losing money playing cards, she would kill me. So your wife doesn't know you play poker? I don't tell her everything. I see. And how's that working for you? So how much do you think he charged for helping her land Frazier as a a client again? I think he was in debt to her to the tune of 200 bucks. I mean, we know he can't. It'd be good for that. So, oh, I guess that does kind of explain why he just didn't pay Frazier earlier, too. Actually, that's a really yeah. nice through line, isn't it? Yeah, it all, comes, <laughs> it, all, it all comes together. We at the beginning of the episode, we're led to believe that uh, Frazier's being petty and that he wasn't cheated. That Doctor Phil actually won, but do you think maybe this means he almost for sure was cheating him? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Doctor Phil even remembers it, right? He's like, "Oh, you're doing the two hundred dollar thing again. Get out of here, Frazier. You're so crazy." Oh man, the real villain, Doctor Phil. I did yeah. not see this coming. I did. Dr. Phil's the real villain of Frasier. Well, Curtis, if if only you were uh, friends with Dr. Frasier Crane, you could have you could have warned him about it sooner. Oh, I wouldn't have. If I had <laughs> if I had the opportunity, I would not have given him a heads up. Like this is peak Dr. Phil, pretty much. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe a couple years removed, but like all of that cash flow, you think the the wife's like Hey, where did this two hundred dollars go? Were you late night gambling again? There's no way. You just pay. You just pay your agent a little extra to have him pay her off, right? I don't think he's smart enough for that. Who looks at bank statements? This was this was a little tough to do in this era. Even it wasn't all online. Yeah, but you have to figure like there was no TikTok, there was no YouTube. So what was she doing all day? But reading, scouring <laughs> through the bank statements. That's why Frazier and Roz were hanging out of their apartment on Friday night doing paperwork. This makes That's tons right. of sense. That's just what people did in 2003. That's there was no what, internet. There was no real internet. That was just what fun was. Yeah, it all comes together. 
There wasn't even YouTube. This is like two years removed from those kids with like the hula hoops and the, the little stick. Yeah, exactly. Frazier plays us out with the old Flander on a date with a new elderly woman. Niles fails to restrain Daphne from warning her. What's what's philanderer mean? It's very close to philanthropist. It's a guy who's uh, fucking around. I don't think it has to be a guy, by the way. Well, that's fair. Can a girl yeah, philander? A person. Yeah, a person. Come on. Can she philanthropist also? I have to be the gender police here, but yes. You don't have to be. We remarked that Niles has been much uh, less of a terrible person this season than last season. This is the return of terrible Niles, because we know the old man is cheating on his wife, and the woman he's with is not going to be happy about it. And Daphne's like... Like, rightfully, like, I need to go warn her. All Niles wants to do is insist she not let the woman know. I feel like he's being a total creep. The earlier scene where we find out he's a cheater, it's like, it lands super funny because they're old. It's like, this should be, like, kind of a devastating scene. Right. Obviously, we found out he's done it again, but, like, we're like, oh, they're old people. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's a good point. Obviously, it's something, like, within me, but it's just like, oh, it's an old person. How fucking funny is that, that he's just ruining his marriage? Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Because you were laughing because they're old people, and it's fucking funny. And so I think, I, I'm sure Niles is dealing with a little bit of that. I don't think this is the most terrible we've seen Niles by any stretch. I'm not saying it's the worst Niles. I'm just saying it's him just siding with a cheater and being a bad person in general but an old person cheater so <laughs> hilarious very funny <laughs> was this a good episode solidly terrible c it was just not a good episode terrible c well, i don't think c's count as terrible you know there is a d and an f as an option i think brad's gotten a terrible c I, I'm certain someone has written that on one of his papers couple, couple things <laughs> i, I wish things. i wasn't giving you a c this is fucking terrible Number but one, I have to as, do it as the as the episodes go on, go go on. I will give more and more clarity of how I do my gradings, but I will no, you won't. Give, no, I will you only won't. give a little more details. Two, the other thing that I will say about my grading system is this is similar to how they did it at my school, where we did not have F's. E's counted as F's of my school, so that's the same grading system I will be using. And this gets a C. I don't need to say anything. No, it got else. a. Te- you said it got a terrible C. Oh, sorry. It got a TC, a terrible C. <laughs> because one, I said earlier, I'm just sick and tired of having 48 seeds. It's just, it's too much. I, we don't get to do anything. The jokes were stupid. The actors were, you we know. We don't get I, to do anything. Um, as much as I love Dr. Phil, and I do, I, I'm the I'm the biggest fan of him and of the three of us, clearly. Um, I just felt like they wasted how they used him. They could have used him a lot more in this episode. They could have used a lot more Daphne. They could have, you know, I just... It's just wasn't for me, dog. Wait, do you you really wish there was more Dr. Phil acting in this? Absolutely. I bet you it would have been so much more entertaining if there was more Dr. Phil. That's a banana's take. That's an insane take. Also, genuine question. Do you think that the the more scenes in an episode, the worse it is? I, I just feel, no. What I or do you just hate talking about it? Like, are you grading it down because it no, sucks no, no, for no. us? I, I No, seriously, on a personal note, I feel like, especially in sitcoms, but especially in this sitcom, when they have the longer scenes, you really like a little get a little more in depth on the different characters, and it ends up being yes. funnier. And, and it, I was hoping you were going to notice that. Um, How could we then, not talk about in depth? <laughs> um, and then, so when you're in high fidelity, because you're in a scene for two minutes, the fuck and, are you talking? Yeah, about? exactly. And then, and then the, you, you know, it's not funny because it just gets rushed. Everything gets you rushed think. Oh, actually, this explains a lot. You think that for a joke to land, it has to be set up for like six minutes. Yeah, you know, 
sums up sums up my whole company. That, that tracks with you so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, except for you usually do the joke and then explain the setup after. <laughs> or set up the joke and never tell it. <laughs> you should hear this new joke I'll bring you on. I'm not ready for it yet. Will we hear it in depth? Oh, uh, you hear it in <laughs> I rank the episodes against each other. Of the 28 episodes we've seen so far, this is number 28. This is the worst Whoa! one. I thought you were coming Dead stronger than that. I'm surprised. Are you surprised, you know, Brad? I, I'm only surprised because he loved the scene that I hated. So I thought it would get a little higher than 28. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I'm biased in that I don't really like Dr. Phil. I actually really like BB, but I don't really think she's that great in this episode. If you don't like Dr. Phil, this this episode's fine. Like, this doesn't make him out to look good. This is just oh, this is like a his... very fun use of Dr. Phil. I would say uh, the amount of praise characters gave him early in the episode uh, offset any uh, him being a bad person the, the episode revealed. Oh, it, it hurts okay. too much. I wonder if the writers were, like, obligated to, to make him seem loved. I Yeah, you, you probably do want to soften him up a little bit, if, especially if the whole thing is you're making fun of the, the person. Oh, true. <laughs> you have to do a little bit of, like niceness or else why would they come on i understand what they were doing and i i i I get it i just would have rather he not appear on this show i just didn't didn't get a kick out of it interesting okay yeah if if this entire episode was one scene and it was just that scene in the security office i would have ranked it close to number one listen kurt we're not talking about our dream sequences here (laughs) i have it much higher than you guys uh i'm surprised as weird as it was the scene where her where she's the devil or whatever and seducing him like you can't do that in most shows in the moment you're like this isn't like natural but it's funny and weird and i like it like it's this is a unique scene that isn't dramatically out of place on this show which is good you you have to give it credit for that and then that's followed up with the like the marty scene which is so fun and so weird these are two scenes that just don't belong anywhere else but they feel perfectly fine in this world and i love them so even if some of the other stuff sucks and again you're making fun of dr phil like that's also the plot of the show great like it's not top marks. It's not the funniest stuff we've seen, but it's weird. It's unique. It's interesting. I liked it at a, like a medium clip. I'm giving it a terrible C, Kurt. No, I'm giving <laughs> it a seven, seven, five. I, I thought it was good. You could have done much worse. All right. Well, now for a new segment, it's Phil or Nil. I don't like where this is going immediately. I've collected a number of Dr. Phil quotes. I've also made some up. Okay. I thought you were going to ask me if Dr. Phil was in this episode. I was going to punch you over the wire. (laughs) (laughs) So what you guys are going to do is you are going to team up against me. I would like to be against Bradley. I would like to be on your team. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. So as I read each quote, you have to agree together on whether it is a Dr. Phil quote. Everyone seems to get a kick out of my country slang. Or not a real quote from him. That's a complete load of crap. Worst thing you've ever done to me. Well, I'm putting 10 minutes on the clock. What? So there are... There are fifteen. There are fifteen. Why are quotes. you putting us on time? What you have to agree on all fifteen before the timer's up, or I win. If okay. you get through all fifteen and got at least half of them correct, you win. Otherwise, I'm the victor. Are you ready? Let's do no, it. T- no time out. I have to give Brad a hype speech. Brad, you know how people always tell you to be yourself. Don't fucking do that in this instance. Be someone better. Let's go. And the clock starts now. Let's do it. Quote. Sometimes you make the right decision. Sometimes you make the decision right. Dr. Phil, 100%. Yeah, I would agree. 
Dr. Phil. Correct. You're only lonely if you're not there for you. I'm going to say no, Ryan. What do yeah, you I'm going to say no. I think he's going hard on the rhyme scheme. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That is a that is a nil. Or no, yeah, that is that is it. That okay, is you're a nil. Sorry. Clock. Fucking move oh. on. <laughs> That's it, Phil. You got it wrong. Oh, I see. Don't go fishing for compliments when you should be catching your own self-worth. That's something, something I would say. I don't know. 100%. That's a Brad quote. No. You're saying nil? A nil. Yeah, sorry. This format's weird as always. Uh, correct. That was not a Dr. Phil. Thank you don't you need a rope Brad, to pinch a okay. stranger's butt. What was that? Uh, there's 100% Phil. It doesn't matter. It's Phil. You don't need a rope to pinch a stranger's butt. There's no way Breakers made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Brad? Yeah, I agree with Phil. Ryan. Yeah. All right, that's a Phil, correct. It's hard to see your own face without a mirror. I, no. I, uh, see, I think Phil, that's right. Any stupid idiot you. could make that up. No. All right, we'll go with you, but if I'm right... Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're going nil. It was a Phil. That was a real... Oh, one. I should have fought you. I should have fought you more. <laughs> you can't drive forward if you're always looking in the rearview mirror. I think any Southerner has said that, Phil. I'll say Phil, too. You're both saying Phil? That yeah. was a nil. Uh, He's in our head. He's in our head. Yeah. Dr. Phil, not Kurt. By the way, 10 minutes might have been uh, way too much time for this game. How much do we have? You've got eight minutes left. <laughs> You're doing great. How many questions do we have left? A little more than half. Oh. It's like trying to make a sandwich with one slice of the bread. You need both sides to hold it all together. Yeah, weird at the end. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go nil. I, I, so, I don't think so. I think Curtis would do the sandwich thing, but also like that does just kind of sound like a thing. Phil would say, doesn't it? I don't know. I, uh, I'm i nil it. All right. That's fine. Okay. We're agreed on nil? Yeah. yeah. Correct. That was not one. I'm really good at this game. You are good at that. I also lean on you more, I guess. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm the weak link. A lot of people have a tragic childhood, but you know what? Get over it. Now, see, that sounded like blue collar. I didn't hear yeah. it. I just heard the blue collar comedy. I, I, I think Dale. I think Dale. I literally didn't listen. Do you want me to do it again? Yeah, one more time. A lot of people have a tragic childhood, but you know what? Get over it. That sounds like Dr. Phil. See, I don't think it sounds like Dr. <laughs> Phil. I don't think so. I'm a, I guarantee he said that, but we have to go with you because you're the hot hand. All right. Nil. Sticking with a nil? That was a total fill. Oh, see, you, you, you're hot again, Ryan. Your fire's been doused. <laughs> yep, you're the hot one. You okay. need to listen to your body because your body is listening to you. Curtis is like weird about his body. That's definitely a Curtis. I'm going uh, no. All right, no. Sticking with a nil. That is a fill. Damn it. <laughs> Incredibly creepy for him to say that, but whatever. I tell you, if you're in the front row of the parade and you stop walking, Pretty soon, you're at the back of the tuba section. If you want to lead the parade, you've got to keep moving. That could easily be Curtis or Phil. That could go either way. That's a down the middle. That Venn diagram is them. <laughs> uh, what do you want to go with, Ben? I, I'm fine either one. Yeah, I, I feel like nil. I feel like nil, but I'm, I'm not good, with nil. good about it. Yeah, good let's nil. go with nil. You've been on a nil streak, but this is Phil streaking. That was another Phil. Ah, we're getting killed. We're, yeah, getting, we we're getting filled right now. Yeah, we are. Life is like a roller coaster. You've got to hang on tight and scream when you need to. It's just stupid, right? That could easily be. <laughs> yeah. That could easily be either one. I, at some point, it's got to be nil. Yeah, let's go nil. Let's go nil. <laughs> You're riding it on black, and you were right. It is Woo-hoo! nil. We ended the streak. At, at this point, it felt totally in Phil's character. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think every parent, every generation has wanted their children to do better, 
and to have a higher standard of living. But I think there's too much guilt. I, I think it's Phil. What do you think, Ryan? Ah, that's about Philly. Yeah, it's long. Yeah. Why would Curtis make up some... Oh, it's Curtis, though. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil's yeah. fine. I still think Phil. And it was Phil. Oh, good. Can you give us like a recap? Or are we just supposed to assume... No, that that's we... the whole point. We won't know until the end. I thought that was the whole point. Is that... Is you... it... You got four okay. minutes left and four questions left. Come on, come on. Good enough. We got a minute of question. <laughs> you can't fix a leaky faucet with a hammer. And you can't fix your life with excuses. That's tough because there is a potential where you could fix a leaky faucet with a hammer. I was going to say, it sounds more like a Brad phrase. Something That's I like a Brad phrase. That does sound like a Brad phrase. So who you are you more? Like Doc- Brad for this? Are you more Dr. Phil or are you more Curtis? That's tough. I know, right? I think I'm more uh, Furtis, like a combination of both of them. A Furtis, yeah. yeah. Philly yeah. Furtis, Philly Curtis, yeah. Yeah. That is a celebrity couple I want no part of. <laughs> I, I, th- I don't know. I'm leaning towards Nil, but I've been saying Nil a lot. So. We've said Nil. We've said, we've just done this Nil streak. <laughs> yeah. You're just banking I, on, on that 50% that I did exactly half of the Nil. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Nil as well. It's, t- it's close. Yeah. This Venn diagram is worse right. than I thought. We're going nil, and you are correct. That was me. Nice. Okay. Do you realize you can't play the game of life with sweaty palms? <laughs> so I think the only credence to it all being nil the rest of the way is Curtis thinks he's found Phil's voice. I think that could potentially be. <laughs> I, I, my my gut reaction when he said it was that's a Phil phrase. But, Same, but that could just yeah. be Curtis could have found it. He could have, I, he could have a taste for Phil blood. I say let's let's go Phil here. All right. Can you say it one more time real quick? Do you realize you can't play the game of life with sweaty palms? Why can't you play the game of life with sweaty palms? That's a game you could play with sweaty palms. <laughs> it's got a spinner. What do you mean? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I still, I I'm still Phil. Phil. Yeah, Phil. You said Phil, and you nailed it. That was a Phil. Woohoo. I think Curtis has played more board games than Phil. All right, last one. You don't need a pack of wild horses to learn how to make a sandwich. A Curtis and sandwich is a sandwich. Yeah, that's Curtis. Yeah. Let's go, Curtis. Let's go. We know it's Hallmark. Uh, so, wow, you guys are right on board with it being nil. That was a fill. What was the phrase? I heard sandwich. I just thought you. You don't need a pack of wild horses to learn how to make a sandwich. It makes no sense. I don't know what the fuck this could possibly mean. Yeah, can we get context? I would. Uh, I did not collect any context. Almost no situation where that would be a helpful phrase. Like, it sounds like it's the cadence of one of his phrases, but just with, like, Mad Libs. <laughs> like, yeah. just, just inserted nouns and verbs. You it could, doesn't like, make sense. You could be talking to someone that owns, like, a horse sandwich shop, and it still doesn't make a ton of sense. So you, you managed to finish in 8 minutes, 39 seconds. So you did very well on the timing. Ooh. I'm tallying your score now to see how you did in terms of I think, accuracy. I don't think we got any. <laughs> Oh, that went horribly. <laughs> I think you did get a lot more than you yeah, thought. Get, I'm filling these amount. up. There are quite a few that that match. So uh, you didn't do terrible. Oh, this is int- this is very close. This is really? very close, guys. There were exactly fifteen quotes. You needed eight. It felt like I heard six hundred for the record. You needed eight of these to win. You got yeah. eight. Oh, you're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me two hundred dollars. We are the champions. champions. Suck it, Curtis. 
Congratulations. You you know Phil and you know Nil. We know which Phil. is what I sometimes call myself. <laughs> Ryan, why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode at season 10, episode 20, Farewell, Nerverser? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give you what I assume is the obvious. I am 100% sure this will happen. And then we can maybe pause it on how this will happen. But I am very confident Frazier will be naked in Cafe Nervosa. Is that how we pronounce it now? Nervosa? Nervosa. Nervosa? I think it's almost almost a lock he'll be naked in this cafe. Explain why you think that based on the title Farewell Nervosa. You think he'll be so embarrassed to have been naked that he can't go back? Or what what do you mean? Yes, I think he'll be so embarrassed that he'll never go back, but then we'll not address it next episode. They they, they won't resolve it. He'll just show up three times in this episode with that explanation. Yeah, or maybe maybe he'll show up in the scrambled egg scene and they'll just be like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's still a paying customer or whatever. I mean, to be fair, (laughs) Niles got naked in Cafe Nervosa and they tied that up in a bow with a... it's perfectly fine has this do we feel like this show so far has been eating its own a lot has it been just recycling storylines i don't feel like we've gotten a ton of just the same thing recycled have we no literally never so that's fair so far okay well anyway we're gonna find out next week whether that is what happens uh but that's gonna do for us today thanks to kevin mcleod for our theme music thank you for listening don't bother doing any of the subscribing and the the rating and the reviewing uh, reverse psych pod if you want to find us online but don't and uh, reverse psych pod at gmail.com if you want to talk to us but I know you don't for myself Ryan and Brad good morning Havana I hate you actually Phil hit us up that's all you have to do is just ask on a podcast he doesn't listen to isn't he on some rap songs he like, is on some do, rap songs doesn't he do yeah. some shitty like white guy rap yes what? They, they sampled some of his catchphrases and like raps and stuff Oh, oh no, I was saying okay. he actually that's physically. Very different from, that's very think, different from him like no. actually contributing. I don't think rap. he actually contributes any raps. I don't think that's <laughs> true. Dr. Phil fought James Corden in I think it's called Rap Battle. I don't I don't oh, know what this is. Like, the little show he does on the James Corden show, I wouldn't count that as anything real. I don't yeah, know I make what... it a point not to watch anything James Corden related. People hate that guy. People, People do hate, hate that guy. It came out that he was not so nice to anybody, especially at restaurants. James Corden, if you want to be not nice to us, come on the show. Gmail us at whatever our handle is. I think that'll get it done. I think we're gonna <laughs> I think we're gonna fuck him.